I have nothing against sports, but every time people get into intense conversations about them, I'm just like, I can't relate. You're listening to that blessed and highly flavored podcast. It's only because a nigga blessed. Welcome back to Black Oak Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of Raised by Wolves. This is episode five, Infected Memory. This one was written by Heather Belson and directed by Sergio Mimico Gazin. He worked on Fallen Skies and she has some work on The Walking Dead. If you hear my heater, too bad. Um, (laughs) It's cold, so you may hear it in the background. I'm not turning it off because I'm a freeze baby. And I need it. It's like 30-something degrees. I don't know when fall decided to drop its full weight in my lap. But here we are. So let's not dilly around. Get into this recap here. A solitary man slash creature that is cloaked finds the tracking devices. Mother removed. And I'm like, okay, plot twist. Marcus claims he heard no voice the next morning when Sue asked him about it. And he said it was a residual effect of the earwig. Though Sue tells and warns him that psychosis and hallucinations are an effect of long hibernation. But she lets it go because he says he's fine. And it's all worked in their favor. The second highest ranking cleric what is her name? I thought I wrote it down. I may have a little bit later. She challenges the accession that he is now his eminence as that is not how things are done. But Lucius says he heard the voice of soul. And as far as he is concerned, that makes Marcus a prophet. So they all swear allegiance to him. And that's that on that. The kids all stare at the newly cooked creature and after a brief grace where Vita thanks Tempest for killing it, they all dig into what tastes like pork. Tempest does not partake of this feast. Of course she would not being the fact that she just viscerally started eating it. But now she's put off by the fact that the creature was pregnant which how do these creatures get pregnant? Like I said, if it was inside, that indicates that it's a mammal. Tempest does not want to say grace. And while you have Campion at least taking Paul's hand, he doesn't look too inclined to join on that either. And then when they start eating and Vita says, which part is the baby? Hey, bro. What? Oh, my God. Tempest says that mother buried it, but Hunter is like, no, it's a source of protein. I doubt she actually buried it just to spare your feelings. You fucking bitch, why you bully me? Everyone asking. This kid is never gonna not be the worst. Mother and father then have a fight as she asks where he was when things popped off. And he explains, A, Tempest pregnancy don't make her or render her helpless. So I need you to stop acting as if she is made of silk. B, I can't be everywhere at once. (laughs) And he explains, something caught my attention. I chased it. It eludes me. It has several times. And she thinks it may be one of the creatures. And he's like, no. Then she tells him, do you have sensory malfunction? And he's like, bitch, please. I may be your inadequate inferior in your eyes, but I devote my ass to this family and to your happiness. She replies, we're not humans. True happiness is unachievable. And he says, oh, excuse me if I disagree. I tried so hard and got so far. There is a definite strain on the parental relationship, but they definitely keep their 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 marriage issues 
for after they take care of the children very much uh human-like behavior and the fact that they're having this type of strain after there's so many losses they've had it feels human-like despite her saying we're not humans his eminence can walk so my theory is totally debunked that ambrose was certainly flexing as being head of the metheric but apparently that is a catching thing when people start calling you your eminence they find the lower part of one of the decks the wreckage of that and i thought the same thing i'm glad we all had the same thoughts that hey this seems like a good place to maybe stay the night and not be freezing to death they find a weapon against mother or they think they can use against her then we move back to camp where father is prepping the children to hunt using slings and telling them that they need to find good rocks they all have their little pouches which is kind of cute we have hunter pointing out that this would be much better with guns but father says you can run out of bullets you'll never run out of rocks and throws one at him and the child actually smiled so what is he getting fond of father not that i blame him father is amazing the only person that cannot see that right now is mother unfortunately she is left behind with tempest who is distraught as she frantically tries to wash away her actions but mother is also equally depressive because she watches them go and also has this moment of reflection before she ends up joining her again the smugness in the face of reason is what really bothers me sometimes about marcus and i know i i I think by the end of this episode i may feel a little bit validated but in this scene i feel as if justina was bringing up actual facts as they hear grunting and they find tempest rapist named ortho and the men are beating on him and he breaks it up and justina's like this man has already been sentenced to death he has an android that is uh, a prison and i think it is just marcus's own biases that keep him from doing rational things and it's not to say he did not himself give a rational answer because yeah why not waste fodder for a necromancer and we can use him since he's already condemned to death and not feel bad for using him as bait but at the same time say he survives said thing then what are you going to allow him to be punished as he should be and the fact that they bring up he raped several women while they were in hibernation and the man's only response is soul told me to be fruitful kill him do it shoot him however marcus seemed to be unmoved by the man's crimes and that is odd to me considering the women that he or the girls that he raped were children and him being someone who's trying to find his own quote-unquote child i would think there would be much more of a visceral reaction regarding his actions and yet there seems to be a lack of and that's kind of where i go back into and i'm not gonna really go into this episode the building psychosis i am having for him in my head campion and paul spot their prey in one of the holes and i wasn't understanding at all granted their children why are they even trying to hit this thing because even if they did it's going to fall in the fucking hole so like it needs to be where you can actually stone it to death and haul it back <laughs> so when paul throws it and fails campion takes his sling and paul gets in his feelings about it saying if you would have let me try again i'm sure i would have mastered it but campion is more focused on the fungus the creature was eating because he's still a pacifist <laughs> um and really doesn't want to kill anything anyway despite the fact that hey others are starving 
mother tries to comfort tempest who tells her that she really feels disconnected between her and this baby mother says death is a part of life like did you want to go hunting with them no and i'm done killing things and she tells her you're a necromancer you don't understand that and she's like don't you call me by that name you give me the name my creator gave me and she's like look no offense but you're a programmer (laughs) reprogramming you for what you are doing which is taking care of children considering you were built to destroy humanity or at least the atheists of humanity whether they be children or not is insane and when you do put it in that perspective of where she came from it does sound insane and we'll get to that scene a little bit later and then mother in her own way tries to comfort her to say a salmon's life cycle is a beautiful thing because the same waters they swim up and down are the same ones that eventually kill them but they (laughs) they go upstream to be great nutrients for their young and yeah i could definitely see where tempest would think that this woman cares a lot less about her well-being and the only reason why she's making a connection with her is because of this baby and that's sad because it feels as if tempest does need someone that is supportive and mother would be that but she's not making it clear (laughs) that she cares about her well-being as well as the child because she does have a tendency to use them in the same breath as if they are the same so tempest rejects the sentiment and says that's horrible i don't accept that and leaves paul and campion become bffs when campion risks his life to get more fungus and tells paul that he trusted him with it this makes up for the earlier a bit of conflict between them i'm not this is where campion and his idiocy kicks in but i can forgive it because he hasn't had any experience and says don't tell you know them where we found it if it's what you're eating don't you think they will find out if you're going to get more of it marcus is enjoying his new perks and the attention of cassia's adoration because sue calls him out on the fact that you should have let the, the rapist die because now i have to sleep with a man that is raping women and i'm sure the other women are equally uncomfortable with this man around them so he puts up a sheet okay and then she says yeah you're you're clearly liking the attention that is being given to you and the little bit of worship and he's like look my perk is your perk and then he calls her sue and she says call me by my real name because she is still trying to retain her identity marcus awakes to the rapist begging soul to speak to him again and i had this idea is soul an actual voice or is it the voice in your head that tells you to indulge in your most wicked desires and there's definitely a a bit of a question mark around that even at the end of this episode because we know there are certain things going on on this particular planet and i think there i'm starting to get alien vibes again if you've not watched alien (laughs) this may not feel familiar but in aliens the thing was this beacon was sent to to a planet or from a planet to get humans to colonize there so that they can basically be incubators for the aliens and now i'm starting to think that they may be what's happening like what has lured them here and the fact that other humans could possibly be there and no one's freaking out about that before them Uh, okay we'll we'll get to that too because there's some questions at the end of this episode where i'm like all right now that ridley scott is kicking in because i quite frankly was starting to wonder where's this ridley scott kicking in and here we go father then tucks in the children and then 
mother has to continue to be a bitch because he didn't have his eye on campion and where he got the fungus from because he was teaching the other children and he's like look we are also telling them to be self-sufficient i can't keep like i don't know what is up with you in this constant eye on the children because now she's getting this will be the part where postpartum might be coming into like i said she thinks she's not human and yet she's reacting very humanely because of how she's been changed to react to the death of these children over the years she tells him he learned nothing from his mistake the other night and maybe she should be the mother and the father in the relationship on the settlement before flying her ass away you just want attention as she's flying she thinks she sees tally and follows her and this leads her back to the machine that she had interfaced with previously so is she being led here by some type of supernatural force on the planet and i do believe now that this supernatural force is not connected with the person who was living in the ruins of whatever creature i feel is terrifying (laughs) i'm oh i'm getting getting goosebumps she gets more of her previous memories that were not a race but archived she goes back to the war and it's her that almost kills an atheist child notice they still have those things on their back so clearly i can't imagine the psychological damage done to these children knowing they have something that can literally incinerate them on their backs and is captured by one campion sturgis who is her creator we hear on the speaker that there are zones that are inhospitable due to oxygen depletion but survivors are being evacuated to something called green zones now we haven't talked about this we're just building out the world still and i'm not i was never convinced that all of humanity all billions of them were somehow only the atheists or the i should say metheric that survived off of this planet like i didn't i don't know why i just never settled for that but i was waiting for the story to tell me more like i thought maybe there was a chemical something but if this is just the bomb that said that or not the bomb the catalyst that set off the end it's a possibility that the end hasn't actually been been extinguished if they have the capability to move through space i can't believe that the metheric were the only ones with that capability and that technology and now we definitely know that there were traitors and one of them was this campion sturgis also was part of the metheric elite and turned traitor she learns all this backstory that she doesn't remember by interfacing with those memories so because it was archived she unlocked them right campion tells her she is going to be their greatest hope after months of reprogramming and redoing her whole system he brings her a baby and let me tell you, when she snapped that child's neck. Bitch, what the fuck? What the fuck? I needed a gin and tonic after that. That was very viscerally unsettling. I was like, damn. And then it was revealed to be an android. A test to see if she was ready. She ain't ready, man. She ain't ready. <laughs> Then it becomes apparent mother is very much in love with her creator. Time passes and she got one more test to go. She's in her more conventional look that we see her in. Campion can't be more prouder of her. Tells her she's perfect. She's in just la la love. But he is too. But that's where she interprets his actions even though he does give her a kiss 
and maybe he did fall in love with his creation whatever i don't care about any of this <laughs> love story that is revived from her memories she think because she got a human romance she can just shat all over father and i need you to take it down a notch sis he built you for a purpose don't matter if he really fell in love with his purpose after the fact you are a product sis he erases or not erases archives her memory and then sends her to kepler 22b with father and that is when the simulation kicks in to tell her a child is in danger get back to the settlement i'm guessing this is just her mother's instincts but it's an actual program and father is unaware when she gets back the tempest has committed or attempted to commit suicide believing her to be sleeping she makes her vomit whatever she's ingested uh, then father comes in very shook by the events and she tells him to go get some water tempest says i don't want to exist she tells her her brain is sick and we can fix it and she says you can't fix me and also says that you basically see me as a walking incubator you just care about the baby and mother says that's not true before trying to put her to sleep and tempest says i can calm myself and i think that moment mother really realized belatedly she'd been taking control from her and that's something that had also been taken from her by this man so she's reinforcing that type of trauma upon her without knowing and i think this is just one of those failures that hit hard on her and instead of accepting that or even kind of going there she decides to have blind faith in the mission and that's where we see her at the end of the episode father comes back in with the water he's still upset then we go back to the metheric where they find the beacon but but it is in the exoskeleton remains of one huge ass creature what is this i i think i really was not paying attention and i should have been the first and second episode when they kept removing bones and i wasn't thinking too much of it because i was seeing parts and pieces or maybe i just wasn't but this one seemed definitely as if it was a creature and it was huge as hell and then i started thinking about aliens and i was like oh no <laughs> what if people are being lured to this planet what is these gospels how did one side of the equation of a war get tech that the other side don't have i'm i'm so confuddled but i have a feeling it all is to do with some nefarious plan the ruins is where our mystery man creature has also been staying so this was not a lure in any type of way they ended up rolling up on his crib he has had it booby trapped and only one person gets uh knocked in the he, he his eye gone <laughs> she's like you ain't gonna die today we all die but you'll be fine your your eye is just gone and just as marcus is looking at some silver cards that's when he drops down takes those cards and dips out but he is super fast and lucius says well maybe humans have gotten here or occupied this planet before them and i'm like you're not surprised by that what happened to them i'd be asking all of those questions <laughs> and he says but he moves faster than a human so not quite human uh they now know where the settlement is though because this not human <laughs> but kind of human made a map of where everyone was at mother is fixing dinner back at the settlement happy because she still has tempest and her baby with them and she has put all of her faith in her creator 
based on a few memories she's grasping y'all for the meaning of her life she's depressed she doesn't understand what is her ultimate purpose and now she is finding oh i i was loved and he loved me and and there's this whole romanticism she's putting behind her existence instead of the fact that she was made to be an incubator herself for humanity and to protect those children using the type of technology that the metheric used to wipe out uh, humanity it's an ironic sense of justice and revenge and that was her purpose never mind what he may have felt in his lonely moments as he was dying of course you are his greatest you are his future you are in that moment you became his legacy and thus begins her humming away i wonder if that's the song she heard from him and that's why it's stuck in her head father is looking on none too happy especially as campion and paul commit to eating only the fungus and being vegetarians because we don't want to kill things and she's like oh i'm glad you guys are becoming friends it's good for the colony marcus talks to ortho that night back at the ruins and he says look soul talk to me i know i'm a scumbag but he did indeed talk to me i heard a voice and he told me to rape these women and i have never done that before i've indulged my selfish desires so it's not even to say he hasn't raped women before because i'm not sure he was not admitting that but in this case i heard a voice that told me to rape these women and if a voice tells you to rape that's not a heavenly voice that is one called the devil and considering that they are of a religious mind frame do and they're based in it on christianity don't they believe that there would be devil as well as their soul so a voice could be the voice of god but it also going to be the whisper of a demon and if it tells you to do something that is not good or if it tells you to do something that you know is against the laws of man then it's most likely you're listening to a demon and marcus is told by him that now the voice of soul talks to you hopefully you don't disappoint him because then you won't hear him again either he goes back to bed and sue asked like why were you talking to him oh i just wanted to know what he had to say he's insane but he clearly doesn't think he's insane and i think that's why he has him around which ew then she tells him he's a good man i think she wants to remind him of that to keep him grounded and they start to have sex but then he starts to hallucinate not only does he hallucinate uh pricking her and causing her to bleed but he also sees the i don't know what the fuck's going on with this but it doesn't look like it's good for her in her future and now i fear for her i also think that marcus's mind is beginning to deteriorate and all i can say to that is And that is the perfect segue to some feedback. Got my girls coming through with their thoughts on the episode. If you want to join in the conversation, you can send feedback to blackoutcouch at gmail.com. You can send it via audio. Or you can send it in written format. Let's hear what Mimi has to say. What up, Stina? It's Mimi. I'm uh, sending feedback for Raised by Wolves, Episode 5, Season 1. I think it's Episode 5. I'm pretty sure it was Episode 5. Um, so um, I just finished watching it. I didn't write 
a lot of notes and I've learned that if I don't write notes, I can keep my feedback under 10 minutes. So I'm going to try to do this and see what I can remember. I can say I was mm, this episode was kind of I felt like it was kind of long and drawn out, but I do feel like it was this way on purpose. I think they're trying to give us some type of depth to mother and um, Marcus. Um, so I guess I'll start with mother's storyline. First, let me just say I love Paul. Paul and Campion's relationship, like my heart. Oh my God. Paul, when he was like, you trust me? Like I, I was really emotional. Like, I don't know why I love that little kid the most, but I do. I love him more than I love Campion, which doesn't seem right, but it's, I mean, it is what it is. I don't know what to tell you, but that shit was cute. Um, so mother, like it looks like the guy who reprogrammed her was trying to, like he was in that religion, he disemboweled soul and he became an atheist. I'm hoping we get more of his backstory because it'd be interesting to know exactly why he decided he didn't want to be with soul anymore. I know that they kind of talked about it, like he stole something. I don't, I don't remember. I didn't write it down. Uh, you know, you know how my memory is. But I am interested in just knowing exactly what happened because it had to be something tremendous, something profound, something huge in order for him to do that. Because he was it seemed like he was on that planet and the planet was dying and he was dying. But this this uh, reprogramming of the necromancer was very important to him for whatever reason. So I'm and it he had to send her with father because he wouldn't uh, survive the trip, not on the little craft that he had. So I'm interested to know what happened to him. I don't know if we're ever going to get that story, but I would love to know what happened because I feel like it's probably something awful. Um, I did like, you know, we got to see mother, you know, from exactly what she was to where she is now. So we do know that she did come a long way. But that programming that she originally had, it cannot, it just can't be completely gone. Like, I can't imagine that it is. So I'm interested to know, you know, is there something in her that's trying to convert back? Is it trying to, like, mend the two so that she, like, because right now she's doing a good job of using her necromancer talents to protect the children. And it seems like she really does care for them as much as I guess she can. I don't know if we're supposed to be looking at her evolve into more of an intelligent being, but she is an android. And, you know, I don't know how far this storyline is going to go, but I can say that she cares about the kids. And I also thought, just like Tempest, that she only cared about the fetus. But, you know, I, I guess I believed her when she said, no, I care about you too. Um, maybe she cares about the fetus because it's an, an additional generation, which would make sense because that's what her original goal was when they first got there. You know, you have your kids, they have kids and they have kids and they have kids. So this next generation is important to her because it's the next step in the process of them repopulating this or I guess populating this planet. Um, <clears throat> the other um, thing I guess I can talk about is Marcus. Now, I got to be honest with you, Christina. I watched him I was trying to watch as closely as you did but I just I don't see characters that way I see what is in front of me on the screen that's probably why things get me a lot when I'm like oh my god I didn't see that coming and then like I remember <laughs> Savitar like <laughs> I remember watching like going through your like tumblr feed a long time ago when we were watching what was that season three of the flash and you kept saying stuff like I wish they just tell us Barry Savitar this is dragging out I'm like what makes her think that this is this is Barry and I remember going back um I had saved some of the episodes and I went back and watched and then I watched the episode where Barry was uh not Barry uh Savitar was talking through Julian um and I was like damn is Christina right and showing up you were right I swear I don't see stuff like that I see things as they happen and I don't know how to not see that way there's shows that I can like I see stuff coming and and it'll be something just like in my gut I don't have proof I just I just know that this is this is what's about to happen and maybe that's just me being good at guessing I'm not sure but I I can't see Marcus the way you did and I'm really trying because what you said about you know 
you see these characteristics um, that you see from Westworld. And I haven't watched Westworld, but I do have HBO now. And I, I should say I haven't watched all of it. I think I'm on like episode three of season one. Um, and I do plan on watching it because I was like, if she going to keep throwing these references out, I might as well just get this show out of the way. You were right about Game of Thrones. I'm going to start watching Vikings. So, you know, I get these references. I figure, you know, we got what, a couple more months of shows we need to get through until our stuff start coming back so we might as well like what what else I ain't got nothing else to do with my life quarantine and whatnot um and they're starting to reshut things down so we're probably going to be in this till probably the middle of 2021 so I might as well get some shows out of the way um anyway when I was when he was talking to his wife you cannot tell me he don't love her like maybe he's men not not all men are good at like you use the example of it wasn't the same thing when I used when I talked about Darren trying to get me to get out of the house with the you look nice to me it is the same thing um we have uh, uh we have to do something and you're having a mental breakdown and I don't know how long they've been together but Darren has and I have been together long enough that I think he knows what I'm about on my breaking point where I'm about to lose my shit so he says what he needs to say to help me I even to this day I don't know if he really thought I looked nice but I do know he wanted us to go or we were going to be late and he was um it was like right when he became like a uh upper level manager so like this was like not necessarily probably for him but this was like for him to like mingle with his uh new uh co-workers on the level that of higher management than he was so he was probably just trying to get me to leave and I feel like he was doing the same thing. I can't see say that he comforted her the right way because I don't know what it's like to be in that position. But I do know that, you know, he's a man. He might he might not be very good at emotional stuff. Maybe she did need more, you know, coddling, but he did what he he knew he could do. You know, some some people, you know, in relationships, you, you might care enough about someone that you know they're not very emotional but you love them enough for the both of you and that just works for that relationship so I don't think that that's a good enough example for you to say what type of a person he is um he was very loving with her um even when he would like she was like I want you to call me by my real name when we're alone and he was like looking at her and I'm like what is he what is he talking about I was like, I know he ain't forget her and then like you could tell he was just joking and it lightened the mood um the way he like loves her it's not not saying it's the best love, but I, you can't tell me that he don't care about her. Um, I think he does. I will say when he decided he wasn't going to kill the rapist, I was mad at first. But then his reasoning logically made sense. Emotionally, I disagreed with it. But logically, considering that like what he said, these, these are all the humans that are left. We might need him to be a sacrificial lamb. We might as well use him to benefit us because I, I thought he was like saying well he just raped a couple of girls it's not a big deal but it I mean from what it sounds like it sounds like his wife was you know maybe assaulted at some point so he does you know he he doesn't condone it but what he said made sense so I'm trying to see him from your perspective I really am but I I just don't um I do think he's losing his shit and maybe soul is talking to him who knows um I'm not gonna go with religion right now because we saw that one creature like that was kind of humanoid for all we know they might have some telekinetic powers or some type of mind control we don't know so it'll be interesting to see that um i think that's all i have so far i'm not sure so i'm just gonna end it here um if i think of anything else we can just talk offline um so now until next time love peace hair grease and black girl magic queen of the couch mimi out that's Miss Mimi with her thoughts on the episode. I agree. I too want to get more backstory and want to know, especially since he was someone of the elite side of Metheric, what made him change his mind? And they say he stole technology. Where did they get this said technology from? I'm starting to think they got it the way people find things and, um, like it uh oh the expanse hey we found this new technology it's alien it's gonna help us in our war so let's fuck with it that's what i feel they may have done and so i totally want to know that whole backstory they keep saying that they're the end of 
the last of humanity because they say it about three times in this episode i'm now convinced they are not the last of humanity i believe there are a lot more of humanity out there possibly even on this planet and that they just don't know they're all around each other and did the other humanity go below ground and living underneath the the planet because whatever these other things these other creatures were on top of it and they were killing folks yeah i think they fucked around coming to this damn planet but at the same time campion did send her there with some offspring but also (laughs) made her the protector of protectorate of them hmm there's so much more to be mined there uh what else did you say about westworld girl we might as well wait uh, just jump into that together after merlin (laughs) or somewhere else i don't know i love westworld it's it's so good i want mimi hasn't watched it either it's just one of those shows man one of the greatest shows of all time to be quite frank um and then as far as Marcus, we're going there's no going back and forth i already put it that's why i didn't even say anything about him really this episode is i don't i think that whatever i'm seeing either it's going to come to fruition or i'm completely off on it and at this point i'm just ready to wait it out i still think i'm building evidence for my case but we will see what happens and if you can't see him that way you can't see him that way i mean that's just it is what it is you don't have to <laughs> I don't, just because i see a character so a certain way does not mean that they can't be seen in another light and i agree that he was he did make a logical argument i just always sense that other side of his personality that has nothing to do with the moral argument and it's more about the fact of how his actions were like the way he kept putting the light in justina's face every time she would speak and the way he he liked the way cassia and lucius spoke up on his behalf and the just the way the actor is playing it and maybe i'm just really sensitive too to how actors play a certain role because they do take a lot of that and i will be interested after i can't do it now to see if there are any interviews with travis fimmel on how he decided to build his character and what were the things that inspired him and i don't doubt for a second that marcus doesn't care and love sue no i just think that he is unable to be someone who really thinks too far ahead past what his own motivations are and even when he sat down and he's like well my perks are your perks it's almost like hey i'll still take care of you versus and and considering he was making that comment last episode about how you know they won't do anything to you because you became a medic you're someone that's valuable he feels he's invaluable in the situation and then the next moment now he is the most valuable person even to and superseding justina who would naturally be the person who is next in line and hasn't shown at this point anything to indicate unlike ambrose that they are being selfish or you know because like clearly ambrose showed his ass those are not the actions we're seeing yet of justina and yet he is he's taking pleasure in that and i guess that the whole concept of what he's doing is going to bother me but it's not to say it should bother other people but i'm still stuck on the whole of it it's just not one thing marcus does it's a lot of things marcus does it's not this whole idea that they're trying to even save paul understandable from a human perspective and you love paul and you care about him but i still can't get over the conceit that you killed his parents and that's something that is going to be a big factor on how i look at these particular characters there's also something else that occurred this episode that was quite interesting which was the fact that the um when 
she's about to kill that kid she says identify yourself so i'm thinking it's possible that if you were fit enough to fit in this arc then it may not have been just such a limited amount of people now i could be misremembering episodes three and four when they get in all that detail on it so please let me know but if you are if all you had to do for the metheric is to it's uh, i'm gonna say the equivalent of the passover <laughs> right we're not gonna take your firstborn child if you have a signal on your door very much like the metheric we don't kill anyone the necromancers don't kill anyone that knows their particular saying to say that you're a believer is it then possible that there is a refuge for the metheric still on earth or did they indeed take more of the metheric than we're imagining them to take all really good questions and i guess we will find out the more we watch the show but i definitely was being funny about that he's losing his shit because i'm like mm-hmm, i'm not gonna say nothing i'm gonna let my uh my memes tell the stories for me and with that let's hear what miss shy has to say hey christina it's me shy i am here to discuss raised by wolves and for the life of me i don't remember what episode we're on i think it's episode six um or is it seven i don't know whatever episode we're on i'm here to talk about it um um this episode was good it was a bit of a slower paced episode i seem to be saying that (laughs) um lately but it was um but very informative i will say especially when it comes to mother that was not expected whatsoever so i enjoyed that storyline a lot and um yeah well we'll start off with um father i will say that he continues to i mean i mean i'm getting the impression he has a lot of human-like tendencies um i know he's programmed and they keep talking about their androids and their their objective is not that of a humans but i feel like they take on human characteristics uh, or they've taken on human characteristics as time goes on and we get to see that in this episode in regards to mother and campion um but i'll get to that in a minute um because we see that father is again feeling inadequate he wants to he talks about wanting to make mother happy he's wanting to please her and he feels some type of way that you know she's disappointed in him that um he feels like he's letting her down and so that bothers him and we see that in this episode then we see later on he's kind of mm, looking at her sideways with her you know good mood and humming and he's trying to figure out what that's all about so yeah and he didn't seem like he was too happy when mother brought up the creator I'm curious as to how much he knew about Campion, the creator Campion. Um, Because, yeah, and it's very interesting and telling that even though she did not remember him until she had that memory, and that memory was um, brought up, that she named one of her children Campion. So even without consciously remembering him, she subconsciously remembered him, hence you know why campion is named what he's named anyway um on to marcus and sue so um marcus has taken over as um your eminence thanks to what happened in the last episode and he sets them out to find the kids and um yeah uh you and mimi y'all be cracking me up with y'all uh (laughs) with y'all um difference of opinions when it comes to marcus um i know christina you were talking about the cognitive dissonance um that you believe um 
And yes, I would say I agree with that, you know, with him have those warring uh, beliefs with the atheists and mythiacs. I'm not the M's. I, you know, I, for the life of me, I can't remember how to pronounce that. But yeah, it's very interesting um, that it's happening to Marcus. And now we're seeing in this episode the hallucinations and that weird dude Otto Otto the one that you know like they said you know it would be him that survived out of everybody on the ship he would be the one to survive um is the the creeper and he was definitely creepy in this episode I was like oh gosh ew I mean oh the things he was saying How soul commanded him to be fruitful. Like, ew. Yeah, definite scumbag. Uh, oh, gosh. And then, yeah. I just, yeah. I, I, I don't even want to talk about that dude. Um, yeah, so the weather there is definitely interesting. Because it looked like it was snowing at one point, And then it's like bright and sunny and summery type weather the next thing you know and i don't know it's really yeah it's very extreme um climate on that on that planet and of course i beg it begs to answer the one question in regards to um, everyone there like um how are they taking baths on this planet i mean i know the androids don't need to take a bath but i haven't seen how they're doing it you know for the kids but okay just throwing it out there especially because of um when tempest had the blood all over her that just brought that to mind we see mother and adult atheist campion in this very unique and interesting love story um he captured her and reprogrammed her and um to be able to raise human children on a new planet um to start the guest civilization all over again on another planet because you know as humans you know how we do we like to ruin things and destroy things and so he programmed her to start anew and that was interesting i didn't see that coming i didn't I didn't, yeah, I was always curious about, you know, who they, well, at least who she was referring to when she was talking about the creator, but it was very interesting that to see that she fell in love with him as he with her, so kind of curious as to, I'm assuming he died, because, you know, it doesn't sound like, it didn't seem like he was, you know, that healthy to begin with, but still, very curious yeah because it's been like what 12 years so i'm sure he's no longer with this world so we kind of got like the dinosaur version of what was on the planet before we got here kind of thing because yeah those snake-like skeletons uh very curious as to if i wonder if those creatures that we're seeing is that them how things evolved for them like it started out with the dinosaurs and now it's them and I'm also curious who's that person that is in that cave that they found so I don't know who the hell that was but very interested in knowing that um which goes into the theory that there must have been civilization before they got there I know I'm not the only one that freaked out when mother snapped that baby's neck. Oh my gosh, because I did not see that coming. I thought that was a real baby when she did that. And now, of course, I was sitting there going, mm, something, I feel like something's going to go wrong here. But I couldn't figure out what would it be. And then I'm like, there's no way they would kill a baby show her killing a baby <laughs> but, and then when they did uh yeah I, I freaked out a little bit and i'm like okay all right yeah he death thank you that's not a real baby so 
thank you for that. Yeah, I'm really interested in this Tempest story because she is really not wanting this baby. So she tried to commit suicide. And um, so I'm I'm curious as to where they're going with that with her. Um, I have, I mean, I feel like she's going to end up keeping the baby and being okay because as much attention they're putting on her not wanting the baby. So, yeah, I'm thinking that's going to be mother's greatest hurdle is bonding with Tempest maybe I don't know but of course we see that they caught up uh, Marcus and the gang caught up with the um, mother father and the children so I'm sure that'll be coming to a head soon um, if not the next episode Um, but yeah overall this was amazing or I want to say amazing but it was really really good Again, a slower pace, but we definitely got some character moments and some uh, some answers in regards to mother and you know what her point of view, more of her backstory, and you empathize. I empathize with her more after seeing her backstory, because again, I you know it just changed. Like I said before, I think I may message it if not sit it in my feedback you know as the show goes on you know your how you feel about the characters and I like that because it's so gray so how you feel about the characters you know go one way or the other um as you you know learn what they're about and what you know as they evolve as well so I think that's awesome I love that um yeah, I'll take your word for it when it comes to Marcus. I really don't feel any type of way about him. I do feel like he's having he's gonna have a mental break. Um, yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I'm still I'm still on the fence in regards to everything uh, when it comes to him. But I do understand what you're saying, Christina. Your point of view about it. I'm just not all the way there yet um I mean obviously you know time will tell and you might very well be right I just haven't made that haven't gone there yet and it comes to Marcus but I can see why you would feel that way and I understand how you got to that so on that note I better go because I'm trying to do better at staying within the time limit which I did not do this time around but um I think I have been doing pretty good for the most part unlike my um partner in crime Mimi I think I've done pretty okay with um sticking as close to my time limit as possible just saying just saying anyway on that note much love peace and black girl magic queen of the couch shy And that is Miss Shy with her thoughts on the episode. Uh, Definitely a lot of good points. I'm glad you're not, I'm not the only one that brought up the baby (laughs) because that might cause me nightmares. (laughs) Like, damn, I didn't think it was going to kill a baby too. But then when she had that dark look and was like, we found him in an atheist camp. I was like, oh no, my soul, take the baby, take the fucking baby. Then she snapped the baby and I was like, oh no, the baby. And then they showed them red eyes and said, thank Lord Jesus, because they really can't just kill no baby. That's, f- I mean, they did as close as they could, didn't they though? Uh, back on to the market situation. I appreciate your, your open-mindedness to it. <laughs> but same thing with Mimi. I'm still going to see it like I do. I mean, hey, time is going to tell for both of us. Go tell for both of us. Um, her naming Campion, I thought that was a directive that she had to, but maybe that is the reason why. Maybe it was just really what she wanted to name her last baby and why she's so attached to this particular child. But I think like Mimi brought up last episode, I don't think that it's going to be Campion that is the one that's prophesized if we can believe this prophecy but of course it's going to come into effect some way has to right it could be that it is uh marcus i'm putting my money on paul i don't think it's campion either 
I think it's Paul. I think that he is going to be someone that turns very dark once he finds out what has happened to his parents. Uh, and he is also incredibly religious. He hasn't let go of that. I don't know. I think he, he's the one that I would roll the dice on at this point. And then everything else with the episode, yeah, I think Mother definitely got more sympathy for where she came from, where she, the, the leap she went to where she is now. I think that right now she's just struggling with being, you know, as every parent does, right? She's stuck on this. We're not human, but unlike Father, she hasn't leaned into the fact that because she has been changed, despite her android like exoskeleton and all those things that make her a robot she is in fact experiencing because of her experiences human emotion and she was able to feel that before she even got on because she says no i don't feel well something feels terrible in my stomach and i part of me he was like yeah i know i'll take care of that for you I think that he also wanted that bond. I'm not a hundred, but like you guys both said that, or maybe it was just you shy that he was in love with her and maybe he was, but I also think that he had a plan for her and it's not to say they both can't coincide. I guess that's my feeling of what makes people complicated is, is I believe that Marcus truly loves Sue, but I also believe that Marcus has issues that existed before he ever met sue right because of how he was what he was born into uh and then the life that he grew up living versus and the same thing with um i guess mother is she's having this dissonance between what she was programmed to do in her mission and what she feels and the feelings are that she's failing as a parent failing as a mother and i do think that there was a moment in which she she may have felt that tonight but she's understand i do think believe she wants to be a mother to these other children but it isn't the same because she did not nurture them from birth she did not raise them in the same way she still lost her children so replacing them she can grow to love these other children i think that's what she's trying to do but she still feels this emptiness inside and this reconnection to her creator is a great thing because now she knows from which she's come from but now she's lost her pragmatic sense and now she is starting to i feel mirror marcus by believing or trying to supplement this need to have purpose with a higher being or in her case she really does believe that he is it's not a higher being she's putting all her faith into one person that she considers a much higher being in her eyes because he created her from where she was so it's an interesting dichotomy between the characters and i think that they definitely were trying to pull on those strings this episode hence the pace so again if you want to join in the conversation that's blackgirlcouch at gmail.com you can find this podcast on podbean stitcher itunes wherever else good podcasts can be found my social medias will be below remember to like share subscribe hit me up there too if you want rate and review the podcast on itunes until the next time love peace Black Girl Magic.